Welcome to another episode of On the Line. I'm Joe Mullings, and I'm here with Dave Ranker in Los Angeles, and this is our Spine Show. Yep. The yep. It, this is the NAS National North American Na- spine, North American Spine right? Society. I've only been here. How 20, many times? Twenty times. How many times? But you've yeah. always been on the other side of the fence. Exactly. Yeah. With uh, the big ortho companies, yeah. uh, like Stryker. I'm excited about this show because there's so many dynamic situations going on right now that we can use as proxies for career decisions or career questions you may want to look at. Yeah. Um, and so let's go through them. And, and, and the ones I want to explore is uh, the Mazur acquisition by Medtronic. Um, that's really interesting. Uh, the Striker acquisition of K2M. And again, all these are pending, right? Yeah. So assuming, but still the dynamics stay the same. And then the integration of a high-tech product into, at best, a mid-tech market. Right, so let, let's let's look at uh, let's look at K two M and Striker first, and then offer career direction on individuals. So, what do you see as the overall sort of trajectory of that acquisition and things people should be thinking about? Yeah, I mean, I, first of all, I'd say it's a great acquisition for Striker. You know, I think it's uh, especially for the font, for the spine side. I think they they need to do something. So, and so I think it's a just. A perfect acquisition. And relatively flat. Uh, yeah. But, you but know, spine in general is flat. Spine in general is flat, you know. And so, you, you know, this is what's forcing a lot of these companies to make some deals. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, um, it is a precarious time for people who are involved in those deals. Um, because, you know, you have two businesses that are going to get mushed together. And there's going to be some tough decisions to be made on, on people. And so it's, it creates a, uh, an anxiety um, you know, and, and unfortunately, you know, for most people, it's, it's a sit back, wait and see, do your job, wait and see. Um, you, you know, you're talking about a very, very reputable company and striker. So they're, you know, whatever happens, people will be protected, right. but it's still, it, it's an anxious moment for these people. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is, and, and a lot of people may not realize this is when you get two publicly traded companies who announce an acquisition, um, they really, because of antitrust yeah. issues, can't necessarily start talking to each other right. until the deal's done. Yeah. No, yeah. I've been through it. Believe me, with the Tyco U.S. surgical thing, it's, it's a weird time because you're, you know, you're, your mind is saying we should be talking integration. We should be you know, talking about Salesforce alignment. And you, you know, can't do any of that. You can can't you? do any of that, right? Because a deal's not a deal till it's a deal. Right. Till a deal's closed. Right. Right. Anything can happen. Yeah. And then you have culture. So you look at a K2M. And yeah. again, the attraction, not all the attraction, but some of the attraction there was speed to market, yeah. innovation and product yeah. line. Um, and also facility, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. so now you've got all these things. And I'm sure K2M's like, let's get this going. Yeah. And Stryker's like, come on, bring it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I heard something today that was... Again, not many things get lost on me, especially when it comes to employment and careers. And somebody said to me today, that was a really good deal for retention on striker side. Mm. Meaning that um, if you're in a flat organization and maybe your 
competitive in class, but maybe not best in class. Bringing in a portfolio that are going to help you differentiate and fill gaps in markets you don't have will keep the people who were thinking about leaving potentially, especially yeah. on the sales side. Especially on the sales side. And I think that's one of the things is everybody wants the best widget, mm -hmm. right? It makes your sales job a lot easier. Yeah. And, you know, for a surgeon, they want to be able to, especially in spine, it's re very, very relationship driven. But they want, they want the best products they can have. I mean, again, they're, they're surgeons. They have a lot of responsibility. They're, you know, doing very critical surgeries on patients mm -hmm. and they want the very best products, the most innovative products that save surgical time and cost, mm -hmm. um, and then re-surgeries. So, um, having a, you know, a, a rounded port, not only just a rounded portfolio, but a best in class portfolio yeah. really makes a difference. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm an engineer or I'm a salesperson or a marketing or clinical person. Um, the announced intention of an acquisition goes on. It's not yeah. done yet. Uh, we've got to wait. What should I be thinking about? Some people have already got announced, not in this deal, we don't have details on it, but in a lot of cases, announced retention deals are on, yeah. assuming the acquisition goes through. What if I'm a person who didn't get pulled into the office and got told that I have a retention? Yeah, I wouldn't read anything into it. I mean, honestly, I mean, I think there's... Um you know, there's going to be retention deals wrapped around people that are critical to, to the business. On both sides. On both sides. But I, I don't think it necessarily means anything as far as your, your long-term uh, tenure mm -hmm. with, with the new company that, that goes forward. Mm -hmm. it just, you can't just put retention bonus around every employee in both organizations. Mm -hmm. You know, you, just, you go to the, those ones that are critical, and then there'll be decisions made after that. But again, you know, I, I, I've got a lot of faith in Stryker. I mean, I spent a lot of time there, and they'll they'll do the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, there's a lot of thought that goes into the NUCO on um, where things are going to be, who's going to fill those roles. Mm -hmm. You know, um, GNA, IT systems. You know, how does that all transpire? Who owns it? I, you know, it'll, you know. It's just normal things you think about in an integration. Yeah. Um, but again, I I've tell people, I told people today, don't go do your job. Right. Don't think too far. Don't don't think too far. There's not even a deal yet. Go do your job, and and that's all you have. Yeah. So um, let's move on to the Medtronic Mazor situation, yeah. right? So that one, that one's super interesting to me. You know, that's a favorite of mine because I'm a robotic oh, freak, yeah. right? And so for those who aren't familiar, which I'd be really shocked because most of this is MedTech listening, um, Medtronic has a decent orthopedic product line. Um, I'm going to be respectful there. And then Mazur has a robotic solution coming out of Israel, Caesarea. And uh, Medtronic has been in there for a couple of years now as a distributor. What I'm finding fascinating, at least at the first step, is orthopedic, especially spine, at best, innovation has been super slow. Yeah. It's been iterative at yeah. best. And so now you're taking, in the history of time, you're taking a robot, which is software, electronics, imaging, navigation, all the things that have never even been put into 
a spinal ortho company in Medtronic. And so now you're mixing oil and water in regards to mindset, product development, timelines, etc. As a HR leader, does leadership think about that at a deep level a lot of times, or do they give it enough merit? And again, not on the striker yeah, yeah, side. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I you hope so. Yeah. You know, you, you hope they do, and you hope they they pick up all the boxes. Um, it's know. a hard gap to sort of yeah cover, though. Yeah. No, it, it definitely is, and it, it's it's something that is. Um, Sounds so easy to do um, and and think about, but you know, um, you know, you're just not sure. I, you know, I I think, and you know, probably more than a hundred times more than me on the robotic side is, what's a good robot, right? Um, what is, you know, um, I'm sure there's a lot of companies that are developing what they think is a ro- is the best, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, to me, it's like great. You say you have a robot, but is, is it really tick all the boxes for the surgeons? Yeah. Well, th- that's, you know, robot, robotic performance is always interpretive. Um, what's interesting about Medtronic bringing that robot in, and again, um, Medtronic needed a robotic platform. Yeah. In any of their portfolios. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, their Einstein product is going to be delayed. Um a lot more than maybe they're divulging right now. Right. So that's one thing. Um, two is uh, Globus, who's on the landscape, has a, I'd say, and market says, maybe a best-in-class robot. Yeah, I saw the demo today. It was very interesting. Yeah, and so here's what's interesting. You look at the Medtronic uh, Mazora thing, and I hope for the industry and Medtronic themselves, it goes super well. So yeah, I, I, of course. I, want, yeah. I want everybody to know that I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for that. You know, the, 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 the waters raise all boats. Um, you've got not just a robotic culture, okay? So Medtronic never has had a robot. And now you've got an Israeli culture. Right. Right? Yeah. And any of us who have worked with our Israeli brothers in bringing a medical device to market knows that is also interesting to, to, to navigate. Yeah. So I'm going to really be interested to watch how that occurs, how software, hardware, firmware move in. Yeah. Um, now, examples... Globus did that exceptionally well, but footnote, the Globus robot, even though it was homegrown, took place up in Methune, Massachusetts, away from Philly. The Mako robot that Stryker acquired in 2013 came out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and stays down there. And so I don't know what the plan is on Mako, I mean on Mazur, if Mazur is gonna stay remote, or they're going to try and roll that into corporate uh, at all. So yeah. that's really interesting to me. Yeah, and my my always advice is when you you know when you do deals like that and, and acquisitions is don't screw it up. And that sounds that sounds like an easy <laughs> statement, right? Right. But if it's going to cause pain to move it, yeah. If if it's perfectly oh. fine where it is, leave it there. Well, also there's so much tribal knowledge when you build a robot. I've built enough surgical robotic companies to know the value of tribal knowledge. And because you're talking about hardware, software, firmware, planning, clinical integration, workflow, it's a very, very complex platform, more so than a screw or a cage. Absolutely. Right? And and that tribal knowledge. I mean, sure, you can move it to the U.S., right? But that 
knowledge, that first engineer, that first, you know, how, well, how'd you do that, right? Right. right. Well, right. let's talk to the person who actually figured that, the first one that figured that out. Right. And managing those teams. I've watched more controls teams and more yeah. software teams go sideways because it really is a chessboard and a mosaic and a uh, sort of the sum is much greater than yeah. all the parts on software, firmware, and planning and yeah. robotics. So I'm really excited. And, and, and we've touched on this. We have to touch it here. This really brings an interesting conundrum out in the market. So now the top ortho players, you know, Medtronic, right? uh, J&J, yeah. um, Zimmer. Zimmer, and Stryker. J&J needs a robot. <clears throat> yep. In general. Yep. I know they've got a lot of programs going on. Yeah. Um, but I just think Mr. Gorski is going to say Medtronic has the Einstein platform, but now they have the Mazur platform. They have a robot in play. And all the things you learn in the robotic world, um, you don't learn until you have a robot. I don't care what you say. Yeah. And so I think what's very, very interesting is what Globus does over the next 12 to 24 months. Globus has got an amazing organization with an amazing implant line, with amazing team. They're also, were born out of the Synthase family, which is a J&J property now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to keep my eye on that ball. Well, Nuvasive too, right? Nuvasive, I mean, that's, you know, that's a, they are, and and again, I I think very highly of them. It's just a matter of when, you know, what what are they going to do? Right. J&J has a couple more billion dollars. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and Nuvasiv Yeah, they does. got a little bit more in the piggy bank. Right, right. And, yeah. and, and, and when you're, I think, I think the J&J shareholders are going to look at how are we incrementally going to grow and answer that gap over the next three years. Because to get an FDA-approved robot into your portfolio from scratch is probably close to $750 million to a billion dollars is what I've heard from experts. And cost. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And that's just if you make the regulatory. Yeah jump. Yep. And so um, I think if you can, before Globus... And really, let me stop you there. I mean, yeah. cost is one thing, time is another, right? It, oh. You know, it, time because time is money, right? Well, time is money. Yeah, time is money. The money you burn through, the misses, the yeah. and, and the time you give your competitors to get yeah. a further Well, the regulatory pathway, I yeah. mean, it's, it's everything. Yeah. So um, I think I'm going to watch my friends at Globus, and, and I cheer them on either way. Yeah, uh, they, they do extraordinarily well each, either way, but I do think that it makes a very, very interesting proposition for Globus to become a potential high-interest property for Johnson & Johnson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. yeah. I, and you know that landscape way better than I do, and, and um, your predictive skills have always <laughs> been exceptional. So... Um, I won't touch that one, but no, I, it, you know, why not? Yeah. yeah why not? Yeah. Yeah. And again, and again, it gets J&J officially into the surgical robotic platform, um, earlier than maybe they planned on, but this happens in a lot of acquisitions and we'll, we'll, we'll move on to after this. Every company has a what if scenario in their biz dev department. Yeah. And if this happens, then this happens. If that happens, this, then this happens. I think that domino drop by Medtronic, although they've been involved in Mazur, dropped that a lot quicker than I think people expected. And I also think that the other 
digital surgery, surgical robotic hopes of J&J and Medtronic um, are going to influence the potential acquisition earlier than expected or even wanted to in that Globus, Mazur, Medtronic, J&J world. Yeah. And again, these are my hallucinations. I don't have no, any extra true. data. These are the dots that I connect yeah. as I sit and lie in bed at night uh, and stare at the ceiling. Yeah. I have nothing better to do. Your hallucinations are, are right on par probably, right? right? Right. So all my friends there um, on both sides, J&J, Globus, Medtronic, yeah. and Mazur have friends everywhere. They're all there. fantastic companies. Yeah. 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 And then, and then, and then, finally, I, I wanna, I wanna ask what your opinion is. Digging deeper into how do those cultures mix? Where I've been a uh, implant company or you know a disposable company for, and again, I know that Stryker has vision systems and electronic systems, but. When we sort of look at their ortho portfolio, um, as an example, uh, how do they incorporate a robot, right, if they're in an acquisition? Or how does Medtronic incorporate a robot if it's an acquisition? Or let's just hallucinate J&J incorporates a robot. What do I need to think about on that, the two different types of mindsets? What, what, have, what have you seen? Yeah, I mean that's a good question. I mean, I wasn't there uh, at Stryker when when the Mako came on, but it's it seems like they've done, you know, I'm sure they went through a lot of pain, right, and a lot of missteps. But it seems like they've because quality systems are different, product development oh, yeah. lifetimes are different, um, uh, uh, supply chains different, yeah. vendors are different. Uh, and we've we've talked about that, and that's that that small, fast paced. You know, no rub, no roadblocks, no bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. Let's move quick. Mm-hmm. Coming into a bigger company, there's a lot of pains. There's a lot of, yeah, you can't do that anymore, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but you, that was our secret sauce. <laughs> that was your secret sauce, and it worked well. Right. But in a, in a large company, you know, there's SOPs and SOPs uh, exactly, and you go to bed, you know, dreaming about those things. But um, you know, it's a it's a tough road. It's it's tougher on the acquired company yeah. because you know they're not used to that, mm-hmm. and and it, and it comes in and um, you know can create a lot of pain. Yeah. Uh, and so, how do you manage around that? So, what decisions do you have? A decision of um, I'm going to grin and bear it because I'm not going to change the big machine. No. I have to decide: is the big machine good for me? Yeah. Well, the the big machine will give it a time frame, right? Uh, you know, if they're smart, again, it, it goes back to that "don't screw it up" thing. Is you know, you you do your deal, you integrate them, you make your decisions, um, you create your integration plans, and part of that plan, especially in a company like this, is um, from a quality system. You know, let's get it integrated. Let's get the rest of it integrated first, right? Their products are approved and all that kind of stuff. And then we'll then we'll worry about integrating our quality system and you know moving potentially manufacturing and, and things like that. But get the the hard the people side done first. Then then we'll layer over sort of the corporate mm-hmm. the corporate stuff. And and it's interesting because <clears throat> I always over index towards the individual. Yeah. And so now if I work at Bob's Implant Company, since we're in NAS mode, I'm going to yeah. keep it Bob's Implant Company. 
and my name is Sally Smith. I work at Bob's Implant Company. And, you know, there's, there's 500 people in Bob's Impl- Implant Company. And I'm not quite objectified yet because I'm one of 500. Yeah. And I get acquired by an organization that has 8,000 people in it. And all I am now is a number. Really, yeah. I am. I mean, yeah. I'd like to romantically believe I'm not. Yeah, you're important. Now yeah. what I've done is become objectified. I'm just a number on um, the acquisition page. So now I'm, I, I, I'm out there a little bit, I feel like, by myself because the acquiring company doesn't know me. Right. My supervisor, as expected, is worried about his or herself. Yep. And I'm sort of just a number. Yeah. Um, should I chill? Should I, and again, not a perfect answer. Should I chill and wait it out? Should I drive my own career and not wait to see what happens? Um, because even if everything goes perfect, that integration takes 12 to 18 months before yeah. it even settles. Yeah. So my career could go on hold. I think it's a fascinating discussion. And it's one I had you know, today with you know, a few different people, um, not necessarily with Stryker, but with some, of the, some other things is, you know, you chill, mm-hmm. you relax, you do your job, mm-hmm. but you keep, it, you keep an, an eye and an ear open because we've talked about this, right? The company doesn't own your career. You own your career. And, you know, you have to make decisions at that point that are good for you and your family. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you have, you have children, um, you're geographically limited, you know. Uh, I think you just have to, again, do your job. Uh, don't, get, don't get crazy. Mm-hmm. Things will be fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these integrations take a while. If you have retention or you don't have retention if it's a certain date you just have to chill but i personally yeah i'd be listening to someone from the monks group or someone from a couple other or different postings on linkedin what, you need whatever to yeah you, you you've got to right. you've got to take control right. of your of your life and your career and listen to what's out there linkedin's perfect example get get your profile up right. to speed let right. give people the opportunity to find you um, and but don't make a dumb decision either. Don't run away from something to something worse, right? Just be patient. Yeah. And and again, you it'll be tough to go to your supervisor because he or she might not have an answer for you. Right. Exactly. Right. And and because they don't have an answer. They don't have an answer. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Because again, that that's where the individual comes objectified, and it's yeah. not the intention of the acquiring company to do that. It's just that they have to move into that batch mode. Yeah. In order to get this big deal done. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah they don't. I'm sure they would love to be able to be doing all of this action right now mm-hmm. and relieving people of their attention. They just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So this NAS show has been great, not for a new product release, not for clinical data, yeah. um, but for career dynamics, I think this has been a fascinating oh, yeah. event based on timing and high tech and mid tech and big company and small company and speed to market and a little slower to market. This, th- this to me, is what I sort of live for on oh, career navigation. This was, yeah. yeah, and you know, we, we talked this morning about what we expected, and I think this hit it on the mark, yeah. right? I mean, it was all about the what-ifs and the, the deals and the no deals and, you know, who's 
on their way, right? And, and, and what deal is going to influence a future deal? Exactly. Which is just this it, because it does it. It, oh, it speeds up that that. That's right. Oh right. crap! Moment. Staying we need, up we with the Joneses. Need, yeah, we right? need to <laughs> get up with the Joneses. That's yeah. why these yeah. deals are being done. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, one more day tomorrow uh, yeah. at NAS and uh, LA. Um, still traffic out there. <laughs> yeah, there will be. Hick, make that's sure not, you that's get, not going Hick, away. Make sure you get the B-roll on that traffic. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, so I'm Joe Mullings, and this has been On the Line, and my co-host, Dave Ranker. Thanks, yep. bud. Yeah, thank you very much. This was a fun one. It was a fun one. Thanks, yeah, man. yeah. Out.